When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. I'm in Montreal. Moan's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And hi, Moan. Hey, DK, on a beautiful Friday. (laughs) (laughs) How you living, man? Bonjour. Right back to you. I'm up here for the NHL draft, covering it for for our website. Uh, A really, really fun event in a beautiful city. Can't recommend it strongly. I'm going to be honest. I got a visit now. It was never on my list. And you've you've sold me. How's the weather? Well, Montreal is not the place where you say, hey, let's go there for the weather. Because generally speaking, it's obviously it's very cold. We're talking about we're talking about Quebec, but not now. Okay. <laughs> it's summer in Canada is just like summer in the U.S. It's uh, the the nights are a little cooler and you don't get hit with as much humidity. Okay, uh, depending. I mean, Canada is really wide. Obviously, as wide as the U.S., so it's got its variances. But it's it's you know out, out there, it's it's not bad. It, it's it's not bad at all. I'm going. Screw it. You've sold me, DK. <laughs> I have. Well, I'm going to ask you to sell me on something. All right. On this segment here. We were doing this fun Hall of Fame discussion earlier in the week where we were looking at the current roster and nothing else and just saying which guys could conceivably end up being in the Hall discussion. There's easy guys like TJ. There's kind of, you know, Najee and Minka. Minka, If they do this and if they do that, well, Cam is going to be in the discussion too. (laughs) Yeah, We don't want Cam... Getting angry at the show twice in the same week, right? <laughs> Nothing, Cam, Cam will definitely be in there. Yeah. Um, and you threw in Dan Moore yeah, and pretty much knocked me off my chair. What are you thinking there when you say that? I mean, this is a second-year left tackle. who Fourth-round pick. He did a fourth-round pick who did some good things as a rookie year and, of course, obviously yeah. had rookie struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'll say this. He's playing for, let's just get some of the formalities of it out the way, too, when I discuss these types of things. He's playing for a franchise, man, that's always above board, meaning there- there's a bigger microphone, magnifying glass on Pittsburgh than some of the other organizations around the league. That plays a part in it, DK. Um, I'm looking at the fact that he started, not just play, he started early. As a rookie in this NFL league, man, he's also a draft pick, too. He's coming in with the idea that he will have, I think, if all goes well, man, with Kenny Pickett, a franchise quarterback, 
on that he's protecting the backside of it. That's the other aspect of it too, DK, is he is protecting the backside of, of the quarterback. And we know this to be true too. When it comes down to um, who gets in and who gets you know, gets kind of shunned when it, when we're talking about the NFL Hall of Fame, it's usually not the left tackle, okay? The left tackle is the one position in which the voters, the, the people who watch the game, put a huge emphasis on that position up until late is where right tackle started to get their respect. And even more so recently, we're looking at the interior guys that started getting their respect where guards and centers are. He play, He's playing the left tackle position. As far as what he did in year one, I think the the the, 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 the ceiling is, or the sky's the limit for a kid like him. Only five penalties throughout the year because you can't really look at their offensive stats. I'm not sure how many sacks he gave up as far as his detriment to the team, but I would think if he gave up up eight it would be a whole lot less the next year okay and then of course i'm looking at the way he played he was always available he played almost every snap last year and he was just a good part of this team he didn't do anything dk in year one to really take away from the team so because of that i'm looking at the floor that he's built for himself and if he takes his craft serious and i kind of mentioned this the other day if he takes that serious, if he looks at the position that he's in, not giving something, he clearly had to earn it. Now, I know Zach was out and he worked himself into it, but they actually put him at left tackle and moved Chooks over to right, which yes. is fine, too. Chooks yes. got paid. It was good. I have no problems with that. Chooks is probably better off as a right tackle, and, and, and that's good for him. But the fact that they felt confident with a rookie at left tackle, DK, I think that kind of puts him a little bit above most when you're looking at how you judge him. Well, here I, I, I want to ask you though, when you say that he's he's got this or he's got that, yeah, the, the potential. What do you actually see? Because we're not talking about someone with Jonathan Ogden size. No, uh, we're probably not talking about someone who has elite feet or mm-hmm. elite speed. What is it yeah. that you've seen that you've liked? The technique. Is there early for a guy like himself? He finishes well, DK, which is a big component on saying who gets that HOF. How many highlights do you have? That's the one thing that really stood out with Marquise early on. He gets in the space. You got to have highlights when talking about guys like that. I've seen him play overly physical, DK, at that position, too. And just the calmness and how he's approached it, too, DK, I don't think that can be, I don't think that can be overstated. You, you got a very I'm talking about very high intense position in what you're playing at left tackle. And not just that, you played it with Ben. You've seen how a Hall of Fame quarterback quarterback operates with, with him in front of you. So for him to be able to get that down, DK, I'm, 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 I'm excited for him. He, he's able to get in space, which gives him highlights. He finishes well. His technique has been good, too. And his knowledge of the game will just continue to evolve the more and more he plays. And Lord forbid anything, any type of injury happens, but... If he continues at this rate, DK, I think we got to kind of look at it and say if the Steelers stay a good team, too, because not everybody's Joe Thomas, okay, as far as being on a bad team, winning will help this also, DK. Yeah, it, it will. Uh, the one thing that I, that I want to share is that and, and people in Pittsburgh don't really know Dan Moore yet, meaning as a person. Not yet. And I got to tell you, Moan, I spent a pretty good amount of time with him in, in yeah. OTAs and minicamp and, and felt like I got to know him a little bit. Now, it's just the beginning. But this is a bright, ambitious, yeah. thoughtful, 
and what's the word I'm looking for here? A bold kind of personality, not obnoxiously so. But for example, Moan, when I asked him a question about what does it mean to have, you know, you guys, uh, the the offensive linemen here, you you obviously you spent some money, you added some talent, you brought in James Daniels, you brought in Mason Cole, whatever. What is it going to take to get together? And when will you know that? And instead of just giving me the routine, like, well, we need to mesh, we need to gel, offensive line answers. He came back with like a Ramon level answer (laughs) that said, well, you will know. Mm-hmm. Well, that we're getting there when we're all comfortable looking at each other in the eye and saying, hey, yeah. you're not doing enough. Yep. Or you messed this up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, whoa, really? Yeah. Dude, you're not even you didn't even start your second year yet. And you're and you're saying that I liked it. You know what? That's a good place to be. That's why I say I'm not I'm I'm not afraid of 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 making a claim like that for a kid like himself, DK. He's a heck of an athlete, man. He's strong enough to play the position. And let's be real, he was kind of thrown in this, that position too. Yes. To try to figure out yes. who was gonna, you know, mesh well with this group. So uh, play big time ball in college and continue to play and get right now. I think he's gonna be there. And for the, you know, the idea that he understands that he's not afraid of calling people out. Kind of lets you know how he feels about himself, too, because you can't call out not one person and not expect people to judge you, too. So I think that gives him a lot of credit when it comes to that aspect of being a young pro, man. I wish I'd have had that mindset early on as a pro, too. And I wish I had a group like his earlier on, too, to kind of, you know, push that in. And maybe that was, you know, the remnants of what we left behind, that guys are not afraid to challenge each other. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, the Steelers are still pegged by the Vegas betters as winning 7.5 games. Um, Other than the fact that it's going to be tough to win .5 games, although they do occasionally tie, we're going to discuss why that does or does not make sense. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Ramon, I, I was on um, a, a podcast the other day on Spotify Live with Trey Wingo and, and Mark Schlereth, and both of them I'm sure you know uh, yeah. quite well, and they asked me to come on and talk about the Steelers and the expectations for the team and whatever else, and they brought up that the the betting line still yeah. for the Steelers is at 7.5 or wins for the year. Yeah. Now, betters are not in the habit of – throwing their money away. They they do work. They do research. And at the same time, when they asked me this question, like, why is it that they're at 7.5? I came back and asked them, why do you think 
they're at 7.5 because I wanted them to enunciate that it was yeah. entirely about the quarterback position. Right. And 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 Schlereth, to his inestimable credit, immediately says, it's quarterback. It's quarterback. Oh, it's God. the most important position. And that's the uncertainty that's involved. And betters don't like uncertainty. Is this mm-hmm. fair, though, Mona? Are they a 7.5 win team? Uh, I think they're above. I think they're above. And I'm not Homer when I say this. I just know the way this team is and how we've always kind of operated. Heck, we were supposed to go, what was it, in 2010, basically 0-4 with being out. And I think we went either 4-0 or 3-1. You know, we. I was telling that to somebody other. I was telling to a guy I did a podcast with, Darren Bates. I was just like, man, you love playing in Pittsburgh. I was like, if you ever become a free agent, he's a linebacker. I was like, you will love playing in Pittsburgh simply because everybody <clears throat> buys into the process. And I, I think that's a part in which the betters don't really take into consideration, and they shouldn't. They're in the business of trying to make money. That's why they put it at seven and a half. Maybe some people take the under and and, and, and just real just feel like they can get an easy win. I'm, I'm not of that mindset, though, because I know the DNA of that team, and that's one thing I always kind of stress to people when they start speaking about wins and losses and how you always – find yourself into winning a game or two. And again, I can understand it. Why? Without Ben and without a guy that you're sure at quarterback. That is the main reason. We watched Baker Mayfield get traded the other day to Carolina. And they moved their win-losses, I think, by half a win. Because yeah. th- that's the only position that really moves the needle when you talk that's about wins and losses, right? Yeah. It's the quarterback. I, I, I look at this roster and I say to myself, I look at this schedule and I say to myself, well, let's be realistic about where you are. I think the first three weeks can be dubs for you. You get, uh, no, 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 well, no, no, no. Cincinnati, since it's good. Yeah. New England, I think you can win New England at home. I think you win Cleveland at home or at Cleveland. I think at you Cleveland, win Jets yeah. at home. Yeah. Okay. Buffalo, Tampa, who could be sticky. Tough. Yeah, tough. This is Miami and Philadelphia. I think they can squeeze out one of those just simply because I don't trust their quarterbacks. And I like our defenses a whole lot better than those two teams right there. Okay, DK? Uh, You you go down at New Orleans. I can see that one. They can win Indy. They can win Atlanta. Baltimore, you can split with. Carolina, they can beat that one. Vegas could be an issue too. Seven? No. I I don't give them under seven and a half. Here's what I see. I see that this team was nine, seven, and one, speaking of point five. Last sure. season, okay, yeah. and all anyone did, and rightly so, was yeah. complain about the offense. Mm-hmm. The offense, in some ways, was the worst in the NFL. If that sounds mean, so Stagnant. be it. Okay, uh, the offensive line couldn't run block. Najee still made it to the Pro Bowl, yeah. and the and 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 Ben, with all due respect, wouldn't or couldn't throw past ten yards. Yeah. And as a result, everybody was able to just pack it in on a line of scrimmage, and the offense was just a disaster, a disaster. So what you have to be presuming here is that the Steelers at 9-7-1 and one are going to be even worse offensively. That's how I see it. And I don't see how. I don't see how this offense goes backward from where it was. Okay, with- the, the only thing I'll say in, 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 in fairness – to, to anybody who's predicting a, a backward step for the offense is that the one thing that they did have going for them last year was that out of those nine wins, seven of them were fourth quarter comebacks engineered by you-know-who, and he's right. not around. And I, I, I get it, Moan. Everybody's it. freaked out because it's a different quarterback. 
It is. And to be fair, you're supposed to feel that way, but the season has to play itself out. And I feel a whole lot better about our wide receiving cores this year. I feel better about the D line actually knowing what you're getting yourself into. I feel better about the offensive line too and the tight ends. Like those are are, are, are points in which could be determining factors in wins and losses. Again, and the the reintroduction of the consistent long ball is what I'm hoping Matt Canada does for this offense to keep teams honest, DK. So, yeah, they'll get attacked early and often when it comes to nobody trusting the guy under center. But I think they push through just simply because you put any other franchise, you put Russell Wilson into this offense. We're talking about what, top five AFC team potentially? Um, you're going to have a top five AFC defense. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like the moves they made this season. We'll see. But that's the reason we just put ourselves into deep into football season, though, DK. When we come back, the segment that illustrates every single day why we just totally waste our time with the first two segments. Back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from John, who says, Hey Moan, what really separates the last cuts from the preseason wow. from those players who make the 53-man roster? What's the real separator for that last group? The last cut. Golly. Man, it's, it's so many different variables, man. Um God, Lee, that is a great question. Complex and complicated question, too. See, I just um, want to put I just want to post a big picture of Danny Smith <laughs> filling the entire screen right now. Yeah. <laughs> because that's uh, part of it, isn't it? That's part it of is. it. Special teams. What what other benefit do you have? Um, and it's usually a bunch of young guys or a veteran who's been a traveler, too, man. But most of the times that veteran's pretty much solidified himself if he's that good of a, a vet to where his price is low. Let's be honest about that. And he He's he's made a splash and 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 camp that you can recognize and know that's going to be there during the season too. For the young guys, man, it's a matter of how valuable you, you valuable you are as either let's say a swing tackle or let's say a guy that can play center and guard, like making the active day roster. And, and, and a cool little fun fact: most of the roster is really trimmed out before you even get to camp. There's a guy too that makes a splash, and it's usually to your point, DK, the specialist. Who's going to help fill out those core players? And by core players, I mean guys that's going to sell out on special teams. Guys that are, that, are, that are good at, I'll be honest, being scout team guys. Those are the guys that kind of make it too if you can efficiently run a, car, a card because about the third game of the preseason or when you start game prepping, they want to see, excuse my French a little bit since you're in Montreal, DK, is <laughs> who's not going to be a dumbass and slow us down as far as practice reps go? Because if you can't read this card that I'm giving you, then guess what? You can't be on this team because it's all about efficiency and being methodical and how we operate. So these people don't have a word for dumbass, by the way. They just call I'm not familiar with it. (laughs) They just call it. Okay. Uh, But it it really boils down to special teams. And um, I'll be honest with you. I think what type of teammate you will be too. Uh, that plays a factor. And if it's a guy with a bad attitude, bad body language on the field, I think that 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 call that has some cause and effect to it too, DK. Um, but just in general, it boils down to what Danny Smith needs. Yeah, the the ties end up being broken by special teams and of yeah. course by practice squad considerations. One of the things that ends up, and this is boring, but it's part of it, so I'm going to throw it into the answer. Uh, general managers 
are looking to cut players who they think can make it through safely onto their onto their practice squads. And yep. that's a big, big variable in this. Um, and yeah. again, it's not the sexy answer. It's not the, what's the big separator? It's usually technical stuff like that. Ramon yeah. mentioned money and so forth. Um, it, but it has a lot to do with how can we slide this guy who we kind of like, mm-hmm. can we slip him under the radar here and, and get him through to the practice squad? So your point about that, DK, I think it's fair to say. A, a lot of people wouldn't want to hear this, but it goes to those people that you love in camp. They're only important to you, to yeah. the eyes that are watching them. So your point about sliding them under the waiver wire, that's mm-hmm. a fair thing to be said. That's the business side that a lot of people won't admit. You're only important to the fan base that is watching you. So yeah. I know I can get you on practice squad. So because of this, I'm going to keep that guy because I've seen more out of him. Yeah, this is this is pretty much th- this whole question is about Tuzar Skipper in a way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because that's Tuzar, preseason hero, comes up with a bunch of sacks and everything, and everyone gets excited. And like you said, they see him, they yeah. value him. Okay. And the Steelers try to, you know, I'm sure they would have had no problem keeping him, but they didn't. Why? Because he put those sacks on tape. He ends up getting taken by another yeah. team. Uh, wasn't it Kansas City? I can't remember Kansas exactly. Kansas City, then he ended up in Tennessee also. Yeah, and yep. and it's like, and 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 the fans go, look what you did here. You got rid of this guy, but you kept so-and-so bum over here. Well, so-and-so bum that they would have kept was probably a call that was made, again, by Danny yep. Smith. Where Dan, Not that he makes the final call. No. What happens is Mike Tomlin goes to him and says, out of these guys, who do you need? So so they talk about the sacks being made and stuff like that. Well, you got two and three starters for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you got guy. We don't need another one of those. We need a guy that's going to sell out on special teams. So if if you're interested more in just being a position player, well, I can't help you because this guy right here is going to run down and make me 10 tackles a year on special teams. I don't need another rusher. Those guys hardly get in at the rate that they need to be effective anyway. So why do I need that? Go give me a special teamer. If and, you're uh, if you're a player who's on the bubble, yeah, become Tyler Matikavich. Yes, sir. Uh, or, or do what you did uh, as as Benny Snell did to make yourself more versatile and more valuable. Mm-hmm. And Benny Snell has done that big he time. He really man. has. Yeah, as well so has Dirty Red. L- let's go there's again. No uh, there's another guy. Roosevelt Nix made Pro Bowler as a freaking fullback. Yeah. Let's not act like he wasn't blowing people up on special teams. That's, That's how right. he stayed around. Uh, human missile. Moan, this was good. I absolutely enjoyed this week. This was good. We should do and, this show like all the time. And Wait. I'm going to try to make a light promise that next week I message Dan Moore and I'm going to see if I can get him a sit down. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think I don't think Dan Moore is going to big time you. Yeah, yeah. I know people that know people that get him to say yeah. <gasps> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> is this the part of the gun show again? <laughs> right there, DK. Let's now. do it again Monday, Moan. I'm ready, DK.